Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good morning! Welcome to Breakfast with Kent. It is Wednesday, June 30th, 2021. We're brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist that there is. Give him a call, 317-849-2933. We're celebrating historical shirts and outerwear. That is a Twisted Gazette t-shirt. Of course, the Twisted Gazette was the rage on the north side of Chicago in the late 80s and early 90s. A newsletter I wrote and published at a, a financial loss each and every week, but it was a, uh, I don't know, made things fun for me. So what are you going to do? used to put bunches of at Kelly's and McGee's and the local option and a bunch of bars on the north side. Wound up getting on the loop with Johnny Brandmeier and uh, um, Danny Bonaducci and other guys on the loop AM1000 and, and became a small part of their little family. So it was a lot of fun. Enjoyed it. The Twisted Gazette, now gone, but not forgotten by those who uh, those who enjoyed uh, mockery and articles, fictitious articles about news anchor Jackie Bang. So there you go. Who I think is still on WGN-TV. Inconceivably, she'd been rocking it in Chicago for about 30 years. Let's talk about the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Talk about sports. The Colts, it was, uh, they were okayed yesterday to fill Lucas Oil Stadium to its capacity for this upcoming NFL season. 63,000 fans will be allowed in Lucas Oil Stadium for each and every NFL game. And it's about time. The Colts were the 32nd of 32 NFL franchises to be given the go-ahead by their local government. What was the delay? I have no idea. Sometimes Indiana got to Indiana. And that's what happens once in a while. So, uh, full capacity at Lucas Oil Stadium when games begin. That first preseason game against Carolina Panthers in the middle of August. Prior to that, you've got camp up at Grand Park. We found out yesterday that there will be no attendance restrictions related to COVID whatsoever at Grand Park. People are going to be able to come in, watch the public practices. The first of those will be four weeks from today at Grand Park. couple of restrictions, though. Not going to be able to get any kind of uh, contact with players. So no autographs, no interaction, uh, which actually the players do enjoy. And none of that going on this year. And, and that's a shame, but they want to keep people safe. They're going to keep the players 20 feet away from uh, fans in attendance. And, and that's the way it goes. There will be no requirement to wear a mask at camp, but there will be an area where you would be required to wear a mask for those who prefer to wear masks and be around those wearing masks, people with underlying conditions who are still really, really concerned about contracting COVID, which is kind of a nice thing. I sort of like that. Now, if it's 112 degrees at Grand Park at the end of July or early August, and you're wearing a mask, you might get a little bit uh, uncomfortable while you're out there. But then, you know what? Got to be what you got to be. You want to wear a mask? Wear a mask. I applaud you. 
Uh, today at 2 o'clock, Rick Carlisle is going to be announced or introduced as a head coach of the Indiana Pacers. Carlisle coming over from the Dallas Mavericks, a job he resigned. And so he's going to come to the Pacers as the new coach after 13 seasons in Dallas. What's he think of his roster? What's he think about coming back to Indiana where he coached from 04 to 07? You know what? We're going to find out 2 o'clock today. I can't wait. Uh, I think that he is going to express that he is very, very pleased to return to Indianapolis and that he likes his roster. You know, the Pacers, they've got all five starters under contract coming back. You've got to think that Miles Turner and T.J. Warren uh, are going to come back healthy. Malcolm Brogdon going to come back healthy. How long they remain healthy, that's a different question. Uh, Pacers last year lost 147 uh, starters for games. All right, that is because they played 72 games. That, ipso facto, you can do the math very quickly, that is more than two starters per game they lost, and that, in large part, explains their 34-38 and 38 season, although Nate Bjorkman being the head coach, that wasn't a big help. So, Rick Carlisle coming in, he knows his way around the sidelines, and so uh, Rick Carlisle is going to get to know his roster, figure out what works best with that roster, utilize correctly the 13th pick, we hope, in the NBA draft, and get somebody either they can develop into a high-end basketball player in a couple of years, or somebody who can play basketball today as part of the rotation with maybe a slightly lower ceiling. Pacers going to have some options at 13 and make decisions. As a, and and a, good, a good example of that is what happened in 96, right? The 25th anniversary of one of the best drafts in the history of the NBA. The Pacers drafted 10th that year. They took Eric Dampier. Had him here for a year. He, as it turned out, couldn't stay awake in meetings. That drove people crazy, so he had to go. And he went to the Golden State Warriors in return for Chris Mullen, who gave the Pacers two really good years and a third not-so-bad year in 2000. Those three years among the most successful in the history of the franchise. Rick Carlisle was on the staff for those teams. But the Pacers... What they, they could have taken, like Eric Dampier, you felt good about it. He played three years at Mississippi State, led Mississippi State to the Final Four uh, during his time there. But at 13, you could have gotten Kobe Bryant. At 14, you could have gotten Peja Stojakovic. At 15, could have gotten Steve Nash. What are you going to do? Uh, you decide, you want to win now or you want to win then? The Pacers felt like they were ready to win now, so they took Dampier who gave them front court depth. Uh, Raheem Sterling yesterday, terrific soccer game between England and Germany. Really, really fun. Raheem Sterling, no relation, scored in the 75th minute for England. And then uh, Harry Kane scored a little bit later. England wins 2-0. They're going to face the Ukraine in the quarterfinals of the European Championship. That game is going to be Saturday afternoon, 3 o'clock, here in uh, in central Indiana on the in the eastern time zone, not just in central Indiana, should be a terrific game. I root for England. I don't know why. I guess it's the Sterling guy. Again, no relation. The Bucks. <clears throat> the Bucks had an opportunity. Trey Young couldn't go. He went through warmups. He couldn't get his ankle to you know kind of allow him to do what he needs to do without great pain. So he sat. 
it didn't bother the Hawks. They win 110-88. Nate McMillan proves that he can win in the postseason without his best player. So there you go. This series tied at two. The Bucks had an opportunity to kind of put some distance between themselves and the Hawks. Instead, they allowed the Hawks to creep back into this thing, and all of a sudden, it's a best of three, and that's not what the Bucks wanted. The Hawks could find their way into the NBA Finals, especially because Giannis Antetokounmpo hyperextended his knee last night, and his status for Thursday night's game is unknown. Tonight, the Suns, they got another opportunity. They're up 3-2. They could put a stake in the hearts of the Clippers. We'll see if they're able to do that. If they don't do that and you go to a Game 7, all bets are off. Paul George, really, really good when it's not winning time, right? It, it, two nights ago, did great work for the Clippers as the Clippers staved off elimination against the Suns. Uh, George with 41 points, 15 of 20 from the field, 4 of 8 from beyond the arc, uh, 8 of 8 from the line. Paul George was really, really good. Can he do it twice in a row? And then can he back it up with a Game 7? Never won a Game 7 in the Conference Finals. He's only played in one, and that was in 2013 against LeBron James. This NBA analyst yesterday on Twitter, uh, the biggest game of his career, Paul George stood burr, burr, burr. Why would Game 5 of a Clippers-Suns series, why would that be a bigger game than Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals between the Pacers and the LeBron and Bosh and Wade Miami Heat? Why would that be a bigger game than they, they, people, man? People in hyperbole, guys who are paid to actually know something, usually know nothing. Uh, Memphis, they're going to keep Penny Hardaway as a head coach. He was rumored to be one of the finalists for the Orlando Magic head coaching job. He's going to stay in Memphis, and he's hired Larry Brown as an assistant. So there you go. Larry Brown was rumored to uh, be kind of on track to become an Indiana assistant under Mike Woodson, and then that kind of went wobbly for some reason or another. Now he's going to Memphis. He's going to be a full member of the staff uh, with Memphis. He was going to be kind of an advisor for the Hoosiers back when Woodson was hired and before that plane was scuttled. So uh, in his 80s, Larry Brown's still about as sharp as anybody and still as knowledgeable about the game of basketball as anybody in the game has ever been. Indiana football, they get a commitment. Another commitment for the class of 22, they get a tight end out of Chagrin Falls, Ohio. Ryan Miller, a tight end. They say he's the 34th best tight end of the class of 22. All right, what separates the 34th best tight end from the 32nd best tight end or the 35th best tight end or the 33rd best tight end? I don't know. They say that and he's like the 600 and something best player in the class. What separates him from the 590th best player? I don't know. People love ratings, and that's what I know. People love to, hey, look at that. My son is ranked 724th in the class of 2029. This is fantastic. Third grader, doing great work. You know, what are we doing? I saw an AAU tournament a few years ago, and I won't mention a kid's name, but the kid is a very well-known player today in the NBA. It, hell with it. Jalen Brunson, playing as a sixth grader in an AAU tournament. My uh, my nephew was playing 
in, in this game. And so these people come in with their lawn chairs and they've got shirts on, you know, mother of number one player in the class of whatever. I mean, what the hell is going on? Are we just clinically insane? Who cares if your kid's the number one player in the class of whatever when he's a sixth grader? Th- th- stop it. Just stop it. Watch your kid play. Buy him an ice cream cone at the end of the game. Take him home. Love him. It's wonderful. Please don't be an idiot as a parent. Let's celebrate some birthdays. Nobody's an idiot on their birthday. This is a rule. Everybody on their birthday has got to be praised. You've got to put your armor on them and say, you know what? By God, you're loved. Do you know that? You're loved. These people loved today. Uh, Greg Rakow. Happy birthday. Sean Hollingsworth, the great Will Carroll, celebrating a birthday. Brian Lewis and Bill Abbott, celebrating a birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else. That is best done with an honest and specific compliment. Just be nice to people. Lift each other up. we got enough reasons to be gloomy, right? Don't be gloomy. Don't live in, in that big, giant world where everything is an annoyance, Live in that small world where everything makes you happy and you can make others happy. Be a part of the solution, not a part of the problem. How about that? We'll talk to you a little bit later today. Rick Carlisle on Inside Indiana Sports Now coming up a little bit later this afternoon.